0: Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, streaming live at wordradio.com.
1: I want to introduce to the program Larry Platt, who's the co-founder and co-executive director of the Philadelphia Citizen. And full disclosure here, folks, I'm a columnist at the Philadelphia Citizen. But Larry Platt, Philadelphia media fixer since the early 90s. He's the former editor of the Philadelphia Daily News and Philadelphia Magazine, a producer of Kelsey and co-author of the best-selling Every Day I Fight, The Cancer Memoir of ESPN's Stuart Scott, Larry Platt. Welcome to Evening Words. Uh, I think you're on mute, sir. Or somebody has you muted. mute. Hold on, young Jordan. Uh, we, got, we got you. Uh,
2: can you hear me now? Uh, yes, we can. All right, my man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm good, and I'm so excited to be with you and for your uh, uh, velvety... <laughs> to be gracing our airwaves uh uh you're you're not only a scholar but a, a gentleman oh, and i think uh uh this is a uh your presence on the airwaves is gonna gonna shoot up our
1: our uh our our, our i i our civic iq <laughs> thank you brother i appreciate it i paid him to say that folks thank you bro i appreciate that um larry so i i want to talk to you about everything but 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 First, you know, your most recent piece in the citizen is a really interesting piece. And I wonder if you can kind of like give a synopsis for our listeners. Um, but you, you basically, you, you kind of talk to, um, uh, Ryan Boyer, who's becoming more and more prominent, especially with the new mayoral administration and a partnership that he, uh, is working through with Michael Foreman. Um, um, and I think that's Michael Foreman from, from FSI, uh, to, to think together in partnership about how to make you know, financial development and advancement more equitable in the city of Philadelphia, which is something that is very appealing to the listeners of WRD. So can you talk a little bit about what you learned in in talking with Ryan Boyer and Michael Foreman around this important issue?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this is the issue. It's the issue facing America right now. It's the issue certainly facing Philadelphia, which is the issue of financial disparity hmm. and and the opportunity gap. Um And and I think, you know, I mean, I have to give you the stats, the Mm -hmm. the the uh, average net worth of a white family in America is one hundred and seventeen thousand and a black family, seventeen thousand. Like like that, that does not just happen. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. There are there are are, uh, there's a history and a load of of. Uh, uh, specific policy decisions, mm-hmm. whether we're talking redlining, whether we're talking, uh, uh, the legacy of slavery, whether we're talking, uh, the, the, the inequitable application of the GI Bill of Rights, you could go on and on mm-hmm. that has gotten us to this point. And Philadelphia has been really interesting on this, uh, in, not in a good way necessarily, in that, um, its approach to, uh, just, dis- racial and class disparity mm-hmm. has been very siloed. There has not been a lot of cross sector collaboration through the years mm-hmm. between the business community and the sort of social uh, nonprofit sector
1: or the labor community or even mm-hmm. the political class. Right. Right. Let's just, let's just clarify for us, Larry. You, you think it's been a, it's been front loaded a little bit in the nonprofit sector and not so much in some of those other silos.
2: That's right. In fact,
1: I mean, let's let's let's
2: be real. Philadelphia, the the birthplace of sort of commerce uh, became a branch office town. So the business community has deferred leadership historically here Mm -hmm. to a often corrupt political class. Mm -hmm. And 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 it's been siloed. Right. Uh, The decision makers for many companies here, not all. But are, are are not even from here. Their 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 uh uh their apparatchiks are here. But so so there hasn't been that civic buy-in like that you see in other cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh has the Allegheny Conference, which is yeah. a thousand civic leaders, business, nonprofit, political, all at the problem-solving together, and together they mapped out a ten-year plan for the city. Uh, we have not had that here. We've had piecemeal. Uh, uh, projects and leadership. And even that, like when, when they, when the, the, the leadership, when the civic leadership did come together and cooperate on an Amazon bid, they didn't even do it regionally. You had Bucks County competing on the Amazon bid with Philadelphia instead of coming up with like a six county, uh, 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 proposal. And then we can
1: argue even if we wanted that in the first place. Uh, but, but I do yeah think, debatable is whether or not we want the headquarters here but but is that so you right. and you think some of that rests at the feet of the political class some of that responsibility
2: well I, well, I think so. I think I think a lot of the it, it, there, there's a lot of uh uh blame to go around a lot of it R- rests historically at the at the feet of uh the the business class not stepping up mm. to challenge the political class mm. uh and mm. and the civic cl- everyone is indebted to the political class that's where the power lies mm. and so we have long had there's a the, the the infamous political consultant neil oxman who you know is the message guru behind michael nutter and ed rendell and many others mm-hmm. has all, long said that the city is run by 300 of 500 insiders who like things just the way they are. Wow. And it's one of the reasons we started The Citizen, which was to sort of disrupt and, and widen the aperture of that lens so that, so that power uh, gets, gets to be more evenly and fairly disseminated. So I think there's a lot of um, uh, blame to go around, but the political class likes it this way. Historically, I'm talking, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Vince Fumo, the state senator who famously went to jail when i was starting the citizen this sort of non-profit you know solutions oriented good government uh site mm-hmm. said to me yeah you good government guys uh uh crack me up you 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 all want to do good things but my me and my boys like it when people don't vote cuz then we can get away with stuff wow uh and wow. and by the way that is exactly almost verbatim what a ward leader said to Lincoln Steffens in his 1905 uh, book about mm-hmm. corruption in cities, mm-hmm. uh, in which he called Philadelphia corrupt and contented. That's almost verbatim what was said said to him. Like uh, we're, Some
1: political operators are happy that people don't want to come out and vote.
2: Of course, yeah. of course, because then you have more uh, of the – if you're cutting the pie, you can you can cut off bigger
1: pieces for your favored interest groups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so how how are our are, are Michael and Ryan partnering up to it to address some of this? Because and, and it's just that that one data point, the 117 versus 17, is I've heard it before, of course, but it's just such a striking thing. It's it's like to me, like and and again, we're gonna talk more about reparations on these airways while I'm here. It's like that's the case for reparations, right? You don't close yeah. that gap. Uh, uh, through through nonprofits or or through policy, like there has to be some kind of radical movement, not necessarily to redistribute wealth, but at least to try to equitably distribute it in ways going forward that make up for that.
2: No, that's exactly right. And there are some really interesting experiments going on across the country. You know, we we do this ideas we should steal festival, as you know, yep. and a couple of years ago we brought in the mayor of Evanston, Illinois, that's experimenting with reparations. Um, that are that are being and and you have to be able to prove uh that that you're a direct descendant That's of right. certain, certain uh, uh victimology mm-hmm. right uh it, but but it's being paid for by a tax on marijuana so it's mm-hmm. really an interesting mm-hmm. it's an interesting uh, on on the marijuana sales mm-hmm. uh, that are mm-hmm. that, that are illegal mm-hmm. so uh it, it, it there there are plenty of interesting experiments and pilot programs that mm-hmm. but but to get to your question about Michael Foreman, the founder and CEO of FS Investments, which is in itself is a really interesting, uh, financial model to, to empower the middle class investor, mm-hmm. uh, in the stock market, which it, it, it's sort of a democratizing the stock market. That's an interesting thing. And it sort of started to open his eyes to this issue of disparity. And Ryan Boyer, who is a naturally, I think, um, uh, disruptive, <laughs> Uh, contrarian kind of guy mm-hmm. uh have found this sort of interesting partnership. So you have this multimillionaire, if not billionaire, uh uh CEO yep. and this this new generation labor leader committed to diversifying the building trades, which mm-hmm. is another issue we've never really tackled here. Uh and they have started this uh uh group called the Equity Alliance and their mission is, and it's a lot, it's a, it's a lofty and laudable mission for the city of Philadelphia is to make Philadelphia the most equitable big city I- in America, equitable and growing big wow. city. In America. it's a big and effing and idea. <laughs> it's a big idea. And it's, and, 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 and the fact that, that they are collaborating is a new, a new thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they brought to the problem solving table, uh virtually every civic leader that you could think of in mm-hmm. Philadelphia so they mm-hmm. started this 7:30 a.m. Saturday morning call mm-hmm. right after uh the the murder of George Floyd um and you know the presidents of every university all the political leaders mm-hmm. the business leaders critically the next generation of leaders mm-hmm. uh, uh some really fascinating young people and when i say young i mean everyone Everyone seems young to me nowadays (laughs) in my life. Same, same. (laughs) But you've got some, you've got some really dynamic people who, um, uh, are changing Philadelphia in their lane. Mm -hmm. And these guys brought them in. So, so now what have they accomplished? They've been meeting for a year or so. They've done some things, right? Mm -hmm. They've, they've helped stand up the coalition of save lives, uh, which is the, the, uh, focus deterrence, uh, Intervention in gun violence, which I think has has contributed to some of the the decline. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but but uh, and they and they've done a few other really interesting things. But they but but that's mostly been small ball compared to their ambitions. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important thing they've done is they're modeling a new way for business and politics and civic leaders, nonprofit leaders, to work together. And to consider this one city instead of everyone being out for theirs. Mm. And I think that model and the fact that um, they're focused together on this issue of equity uh, and, and on growth, because we don't just you, you use the word redistribution earlier. Philadelphia mm. doesn't have enough to just redistribute our way out of what we're in. Mm-hmm. We've got to grow the pie uh, in addition to um making the slices of it more equal. And mm-hmm. I think they're aligned on that. And it's going to be really interesting. But I'm most impressed at the fact that these dudes uh and they're not all dudes, which is also critical. important. That's right. Um but they're all getting up at seven thirty in the morning. You know, when I'm <laughs> I, I ain't getting up at 7:30 on Saturday morning.
1: <laughs> you must not have any dogs in your house cuz anybody who's a dog owner is probably up a little early on a Saturday. But but so this so this is very exciting uh uh, uh to me Larry and obviously I am going to be trying to track down um Michael Foreman and Ryan Boyd to come on come on these airwaves and and talk a little bit more about it from from where you sit w- you know what are going to be some of the important benchmarks you know to 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 show that. And here's the thing too. I, I, I think not that positive thinking is going to get us everywhere, but I do think that like with new opportunities, when I read your piece, I was like, man, I hope that we can get some constructive, positive energy behind it because you know, there's going to be a lot more naysayers than there are people trying to roll their sleeves up and figure out how to make this effort work. And so I'm wondering like from your, where you sit, how, What are going to be those smaller benchmarks along the way that will be key indicators to silence some of those naysayers for this important effort? Well, that's a great question. And by the way,
2: some of that naysaying has already started. I've heard it after my piece appeared, (laughs) you know, because uh, this Philly historically, Michael Nutter likes to say, we start at no and go from there. (laughs) Right. right. So 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 um, I and that's to be expected because we're you know, we we, we, we've been burned before. Yeah. Um, But I think. The what I'm going to be looking for are like goals, timetables, and metrics mm. because we've had plenty of you know, I mentioned Nutter. Uh, uh, I was at his 2011 press conference where we were going to eradicate poverty. His plan was called shared prosperity, and it was a very good plan.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Poverty at the time was 25%, we're now at 23%. Um, and the only reason we're at twenty-three percent is because of Biden's child care tax credit, which is now uh history. That's right. So so if if we don't have another intervention, we'll probably go back up. Uh so so nothing happened, right? Mm. And mm. and it's no fault of of nutter, it's just like the status quo is so ingrained mm. in Philadelphia that you need these sort of big interventions that are cross sector and everyone at the problem solving t- table together so i'm going to be looking for not for outcome but for goals timetables and, and real metrics. metrics uh um charlemagne matlock turner the the wonderful ceo of urban affairs coalition mm-hmm. uh went to the chamber of commerce i want to say last year maybe it was the year before mm-hmm. with what i thought was a great idea they haven't done it yet i don't know if they were uh, 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 not into it, or if it just didn't happen yet. But she she said we should have a billboard on Broad Street that, a digital billboard that that updates every day how many jobs we created or lost that day
1: in the city of Philadelphia,
2: in the city of Philadelphia. Mm. So that it, it's it's almost like you and I when we get together we talk about sports, like we're a sports right. fans. That's like, right. Well, we need a box score. We need right. a box score of the civic health of Philadelphia. And and I feel like, to me, um, rather than talking about poverty, I want to talk about jobs. I want to talk about how do we build a pathway to the middle class because mm-hmm. I don't want to just see – and this is what Boyer and Foreman are focusing on, right? I don't want to just see someone get the, the, the poverty rate. And by the way, I think media should – tell people what it is every time they, they mention mm-hmm. poverty, that it's $24,500 a year for a family of four, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that everyone who reads that should try living on that in one week. Can't do it how in a the family of
1: four. Trust me when I tell you, you can't do that. Exactly. Man. Exactly. Man.
2: So, so, but if you just uh, uh, embark upon policies that raises that family to $27,000 a mm-hmm. year, yes, You've taken them above the poverty line, but what have you really done? That's right. You've not increased opportunity. You've not incre- you've, ne- you've not built a pathway to the middle class. Mm. You, you, you really. Uh, you get to say you did something on poverty, but you've really endorsed the status quo. So that's why what, what these guys do, I'm really going to be watching to see if they can build this pathway to the middle class. The the average job created in Philadelphia is thirty-five thousand dollars a year. Hmm. The average job job created in Boston is eighty-nine thousand dollars wow. a year. Um uh now now to do that we need a robust job training mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and we don't um we have many jobs a lot of there's
1: a lot there, you know PWI there's OIC there's a lot yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah um uh there's a lot and there's a lot do a a lot doing a lot of companies are doing their own thing. Pico mm-hmm. just did a really interesting thing called the infrastructure academy in which they 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 uh brought six hundred people in and and many of them returning citizens and they got jobs out on the on the electric lines mm-hmm. um i I think we need like a Marshall plan for
1: that, because <laughs> here we go with the Marshall Plan again, yeah, we were talking about this uh, earlier. Someone talked about the Marshall Plan, and I got on a riff about reparations, but go ahead, yes, we need a Marshall yeah, plan no, yes,
2: yes I, 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 and and maybe you know everyone talks about the Marshall Plan, maybe we should we should bury the Marshall plan <laughs> bro, the, the idea of it but the but I think we need like a coordinated strategic effort because mm-hmm. what I'm really I'm not worried about AI uh and the takeover of the robots. I'm worried about it furthering income and wealth inequality. We've got mm. six million people in America who drive for a living. What are we going to do with them right in in the in the age of the driverless car that's eventually right. that's right like I don't know who's thinking about that in in government, and those who are i don't know if they're empowered to to like put a comprehensive plan together so so I love the idea that that a a labor leader. Uh, in this town um, where historically labor has been focused on it's it's and rightfully so it's Mm -hmm. it's narrow financial interest is thinking about Philadelphia as a whole and he says it explicitly he says we are about making the city better because we'll both of our
1: sectors will do better uh, if if the city's doing better. Those are actual facts, Larry. We got to take a break, but I want you to hang on because we haven't talked any sports or anything else yet. So if you, can, if, yeah, you can, if you can hang on, and we'll try to take a call too when we come back. To you are listening to Evening Words. I am your host, Doctor James Peterson. We are live on W R D nine hundred A M ninety six point one F M. If you have a question for Mister Larry Platt, please give us a call at 215-634-8065. That's two one five six three four eight zero six five. We'll be back after these messages where's the professor?
0: check. One, two, here we go. And now back to Evening Words with Dr. James Peterson on WURD, Progressive Black
1: Talk Media. Welcome back to Evening Words. I'm your host, Dr. James Peterson. We are live on WURD 900 AM, 96.1 FM in deep conversation with Larry Platt, the co director, co executive uh, editor of the Philadelphia Citizen. Larry Platt, welcome back to Evening Words. Uh, Larry, we're going to take a call, if that's okay with you. Of course. We're going to welcome Andrew Yasmin to the, to the program. Andrew, I I, I could I knew you would call, if you were ever going to call in, Andrew, <laughs> I knew you would call in hearing Larry Platt talk about this partnership, but if you have a question for, for, for Larry, go right ahead.
3: Actually, well, yeah, I want to open it up to, to Larry and, and your listeners and viewers. Um, you know, you brought up that Pew poll and you know, got me thinking about it. Um, so, you know, basically, uh, with more people sort of seeing themselves as non-religious or mm-hmm. questioning um, you know that takes away uh or not takes away but it it leads people away from sort of a created group of people mm-hmm. um, that kind of gather around they do certain projects um you know at one point, I guess religion was pretty uh foundational to how the country was founded in in some respect and I think our civics is built on that so hmm. Um, you know, and I'd say in my generation, I see, um, you know, regardless of, yes, religious affiliation, but definitely in some ways tied to it, um, just less collectivizing, um, less for just the purpose of, you know, improving the community. I think a little bit less care for what is public. Mm Um, and so, you know, the, the question is what, yeah, what are people's thoughts on what this does to the civic infrastructure or how we see ourselves as a country um in terms of you know being collective because you know the absence of religion you know and as as much as i am someone who who has lots of questions and is probably atheist um people <laughs> are finding others to follow um you know people in silicon valley you know you were mentioning the ai yeah you have all their ideas about you know where everything is going and who's going to be the saviors of the planet and if we got to go to Mars and all these other things.
1: Yeah. I got news for people. Zuckerberg is not letting anybody move on to his farm in Hawaii. No one's going to be in the b- underground bunker in Hawaii. It's not happening. Okay. But, but Larry, just for reference, Andrew's referencing a, a poll that I talked about, about the rise of the sort of atheist agnostic class. And I think he's wondering how that impacts some of the things you're talking about around trying to work together um, yeah. in the kind of civic context. And
3: what's the role of, of his platform and, you know, you know, you you can mention AI sort of as this, uh, you know, conceptual thing, um, but in some sense, if people are going to be working less, people still need to eat. Mm. They still need to spend their time on things. Um, can you do projects like you know you mentioned the Marshall Plan? What about it? New Deal? You know, the Green New Deal? We mm. need big projects. There's a lot of work to do to improve our communities and the earth. And I'll, mm. I'll leave
1: it there. Thanks. Thank you, Andrew. Go go ahead, brother. Yeah. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, no, that really thoughtful uh, uh, point. Can, can you tell that 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 dude that dude has been in the Peterson class before, Larry? If you were wondering <laughs> if, if you wondering if that young man had ever sat in the Peterson class before, you, you were right. He has. But go ahead and respond to his, his question. Yeah, he had all the markings of it.
2: Um, I, I, I think a couple things. One is I flash back on a dinner I just had uh, uh, two weeks ago um, with a reverend friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and I and, and and so his religion is the gospel, and my religion is um, the Enlightenment. Mm. Right, my religion is pluralism mm. and and the search for truth, and uh, uh, the the communal experiment that is deeply flawed in this country, but uh, un- un- unbelievable. Uh, in its, in its ambition historically. Right. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think there's something in that, that I am not a church goer. Um, uh, I'm a cultural Jew, but deeply fallen. Uh, <laughs> but, but we, but we share, uh, this passion for the common Experiment and there is this philosophy, communitarianism, which Mm -hmm. which which came up in uh, in the in in the 80s and 90s. It really underpinned Bill Clinton's uh, 1992 presidential run, which was basically all about we're all in this together. We all have uh, rights, as the left uh, will remind us at every turn. That's right. But we also all have responsibilities Mm -hmm. to one another Mm -hmm. and. Getting back to that, to to shared uh, prosperity and shared sacrifice, I think is our is our challenge. Hmm. You know, the, the, the genius of the American experiment is that word uh, uh, more in the in the formulation yeah, of a more, more, perfect, per, union. more perfect union. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. that's you remember, that's what Frederick Douglass said when when uh, um, uh, what was his name? The white abolitionist who William Lloyd to- Garrison. William Lloyd Garrison, right? Mm-hmm. Garrison wanted to like scrap the Constitution, that's right. come up with a new one. And Douglas said, the problem isn't the Constitution because <laughs> the brilliance of that word, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's sort of, uh, I-, I always flash back on that. And our job today in 2024 is to do the more thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And And I just feel like that gets so hard to do in the age of Trump and media polarization hmm. and and the response to to Trump which is unfortunately like often so trump like uh in <laughs> instead of instead of you know what I what I try to do is and what the citizen tries to do is stick with what we know mm-hmm. and 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 come back to like and maybe I'm a dinosaur here man no but come back to like facts and reasoned uh, argument
1: hello. Um, you are and, speaking and my language. <laughs> I know, but we're 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 like we're, we're dying breed. We are facts. Facts don't matter. <laughs> Emotional reasoning wins out a lot. And, and let's take another call, there because we're going to run out of time. Let's take another call. We're going to welcome to the sure. program, Miss Wanda Walker. Miss Wanda, welcome back to Evening Words. You have a question for Larry Platt.
0: I do, and I want to first say thank you for the newspaper that you put out because I love it. That's <laughs> oh, I thank you, Wanda. Quite a bit of my facts from, and I always like to say, good to the citizen, Willie Penn." for the Pew Foundation, Mm. because they do the research. Uh, My question to you is not about the religious part of it. And let me pull over for a minute so my navigation can stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) And I apologize. I'm always doing something.
1: You're always on the move, Wanda. You're always on the move.
0: But your show is awesome. Listen, my question to you is, how do we close this welfare gap that you and I talk about? These are the same numbers I quoted last um, last night and the week before. Thanks to the citizens, our average income or our average um, income for Philadelphia is thirty five thousand. And you had these three to five hundred people, the insiders that run all of Philadelphia. They're not going to give up their power. And it's exactly what you call it: it's corruption. There's no reason for, and particularly for Black Philadelphia, to be so poor. When you look at a place like Atlanta, Georgia, and we are triple the numbers and the awesome things that Ryan Boyle is doing, more needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And I would say to you, and I want to know how you feel about this, Larry. Anyone wanting to push a stadium for entertainment before they fix the schools for education of our children, um, to me, is a double agent. And the same jobs you're screaming that that stadium is going to bring. You could have those same amount of jobs um, fixing the schools. And then in a few short years, our children would be qualified academically, uh, technically, and with the trade to compete for those union jobs. Right now, 66% of the union jobs go to people outside of Philadelphia. Mm, mm, so that's mm. how you make a city poor when all the jobs and resources are going to people that don't even spend and stay in Philadelphia. So the number one thing they need to address is best practice, which is supposed to be a rule or regulation where you hire what's best for Philadelphia, mm-hmm. not the cheapest, not your friends, not the hookup. And so if they're still screaming stadium over schools, I would say to you, I don't trust anything else they're trying to do. Thank because
1: you so much, Wanda. The we, same we, job. We're up thank against, you. thank you, Wanda. Uh, Larry, I want to give you a chance to respond because we're up against a break, of course. What would the, the, the I, I, I don't want, I mean, Delve into the politics of the stadium as as you will, sir. I'm sure you have some good, good ideas about. It. What about what Wanda is saying, though? That there's some prioritization that's got to happen if, if this if this equitable city piece is going to work. Well, th- she's
2: exactly right, and that was really super eloquent. Um, and and uh, I I I think she's made some really good points. I do think it remains to be seen whether the arena is a, a idea is is something that generates. Economic development or not. The, to me, that's the, that's the issue. Is it something that can, that can, and when they're done right, which is not often, <laughs> they can do that. In, in Denver, Coorsfield, um, a, a formerly blighted area within six years, the city had tripled its, its, uh, revenue in wage tax and, and, and sales tax because of all the development that, that spurred up around it. But, but you have to be really intentional about it. And I will say that the, the, uh, African American chamber and the, and the, uh, uh, and Ryan Boyer are, are in support of the arena. I'm, uh, not convinced yet. I think we need more, more evidence. Uh, but, but on the bigger point, she is absolutely right. We need a coordinated effort. Um, you need what sort of what Charlotte, uh, North Carolina is doing where they, the, the mayor there, V. Lyles has launched a $250 million uh, racial equity plan, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh money from foundations, from business leaders and from government. And they're t- they're they're addressing housing disparity. Wow. They're addressing jobs. And and 250 million in Charlotte is probably equivalent. To five hundred million or seven hundred million in Philadelphia, so you're really talking about widening the aperture of the lens for something mm-hmm. ambitious
1: enough that we've not seen. Two hundred fifty million racial equity fund is ambitious, though, Larry. I don't want to understate that at all. That that's that's big. No question, no okay. question. Okay. But
2: in a city with twenty five percent poverty or twenty three percent poverty got of one point five uh, million people, you know, and and you got to make the the investments in education also. It's like we have real challenges and intractable problems here but it but the the beauty is um there if we widen the aperture of our lens if we just open that overton window a little bit more wow, i think that. there are a lot of like creative solutions being done elsewhere that we might as well try and follow the fdr model hmm. try it if it fails move on to the next experiment
1: hmm Hmm, hmm, hmm. Larry, we're going to have to have you back on, good brother. I mean, we're, we're, we're out of time. We're over time right now. We got to have you back on to continue this conversation and talk about, uh, your work over there, uh, at, at, at the Citizen. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing some of your knowledge. And next time, I promise we'll, we'll save a little time to talk sports. We will. Man, we even talk about uh, Embiid putting up 70. Embiid put up 70. And, and oh. the Bucks are hiring Doc. I, I would love,
2: Yeah. That- I was like, stunning. I was like, you go, you go, Bucks. <laughs> Now that ball's going to (laughs) stick.
1: Larry Platt, thank you so much uh, uh, for joining us, sir. We got to get you back on here as soon as possible.
0: You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.